Season's greetings, everyone. Hope you're staying cozy and warm during this most unusual pandemic holiday. I'm your host, Andy Clark. Welcome to our special Baron's Blast from the Past themed episode of Hockey Talk. It's a podcast only. It should be of particular interest to listeners in Midwestern Ontario and Grey Bruce as we mix together four interviews with one-time Hanover Barons junior players from different years of the team's history. Sprinkled in, for good measure, are a From the Clark Dive segment and some statistics and historical notes to flesh out the interviews. As a bit of background, these Barons Blast from the Past interviews were recorded about four or five or maybe even six years ago as a feature running between periods as Steve Fitzsimmons, Bill Granger and I broadcast Hanover Barons Junior C games over the airwaves of Blue Water Radio 91.3 FM. In the first intermission, we would typically do a live interview with a team executive or maybe an injured player that was out of the lineup for that night. Then in the second intermission, we'd run these pre-tapes to give the broadcasters a chance to rest their voices and check their notes. Some of the interviews that were recorded on Blue Water Radio equipment uh, with the likes of Joel Lawn and Neil Simpson or former team coach Johnny Colius, uh, they've been kind of lost to the ether. However, when I was uh, clearing out my own files, I came across these four interviews recorded on my own equipment. And there I got the idea to stitch them together into this episode. The lineup of these interviews includes Keith McMillan, Jason Howes, Harold Fleet, and first up is the first starting goaltender in the Hanover Barons history from way back in 1969, John Chantry. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. This is Andy Clark with another segment of Barons Blast from the Past. From time to time, we've all heard some joker in the crowd yell out, Hey, goaltender, you better get your eyes checked. Well, our guest tonight took it one step further. We're talking to optometrist and former Hanover Barons goalie, John Chantry. Thanks for joining us, John. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate the opportunity to being interviewed. And uh, tell us a little bit about when you played for the Barons. Well, I hate to admit this, but played on the very first Hanover Barons team, which was 1969-70, and then played also in 1970-71, and the year after that I went off to the University of Waterloo, where I was fortunate enough to play for the Waterloo Warriors varsity team. And uh, list for us a, a few of uh, your teammates from that original Hanover Barons team. Yes, there was Tom Martin, Frank Davis, Cam Lorenz, who was the original Captain, Jim Curtis, goaltender as well, and myself. And uh, the team drew from uh, quite, quite an area around here, did it not? Yeah, that's correct, Andy. We had players from Paisley, Southampton, Port Elgin, Godridge, Newstead, Chesley, Walkerton. So, yeah, you were, uh, this was kind of the northern point for uh, Junior C hockey. Of course, there was the Owen Sound Grays up in Owen Sound uh, that had Junior B, which uh, you mentioned you guys actually played a few exhibition games against the Owen Sound Grays. That's correct, and we were fortunate enough to beat them. Nice. That's, uh, that's kind of a nice uh, feather in the cap for the town of Hanover. Um, now, of the, the players you mentioned there, there was a couple went on to have some fairly successful hockey careers after their time with the Barons. Tell us about that. 
Yes, Andy. Frank Davis, who I believe was just 15 at the time, uh, played for the Barons, I believe, just one year. And he went on eventually then to play for the Oshawa Generals, Junior A, where he did very well with them. From there, he went to the University of Toronto and he made the Varsity Blues. And he had a successful career with them as well. Uh, Frank was a defenseman. The other player that d d went on to uh, play at a higher level, Dennis Neely from Paisley, also a defenseman, played for the Edmonton Oilers of the original WHA, the World Hockey Association. Yeah, that, that was many years before uh, a young Wayne Gretzky joined the, the Oilers of the WHA, which then, of course, uh, joined the NHL along with teams like the Hartford Whalers and the Quebec Nordiques all came into the fold of the NHL. Uh, now, for a young team, uh, the, the Hanover Barons had a fair bit of success. Tell us about some of your team's achievements. Uh, yes, the first year being a learning year, if, if I can phrase it that way, probably we weren't expected to, to do well, but we in fact made the playoffs and we played the New Hamburg Hans, whom I believe went to the All-Ontario Finals that year. I don't know if they won or not. I can't remember. But that that series, we won the first three games of that series. And many fans and, and, and friends said, well, you better win game four because if you don't beat them in four, they'll win the next four games. Game seven, they beat us as well. So they were absolutely right. Um, we were just thrilled to make the playoffs that year. Our second year of existence, we played uh, Milverton four-wheel drive in the first round of the playoffs and beat them in, in five or six games. And from there, we played the New Hamburg Hans, who were always our nemesis, if you will. And we beat them, I believe, in five games to win the league championship. From there, we went to play the Dresden Sugar Kings. And I don't know if that was the uh, All-Ontario Finals or semifinals, but anyway, they beat us in either five or six games. The games we beat them were one or two gold game difference, and when they beat us, they whipped us pretty good. And uh, you mentioned there was a couple of players from, that, uh, from their team that went on to have NHL careers. Yes, they had uh, defenseman brothers. Uh, I think it was Rick and Ron Chittick who went on to play for the St. Louis Blues. And uh, what are your memories of playing against them? Well, let's put it this way. Their shots were pretty hard. You could hardly see them, and you could feel those bullets right through the pads. And uh, so there's quite a few team achievements. And uh, what were some of your proudest uh, individual achievements with the Barons? Well, of course, just making the playoffs and doing well. Uh, and we had some pretty good crowds in those years, too, so we were very thrilled about that. Uh, I was fortunate enough to win a couple of trophies with the Hanover Barons. And yeah, I, I, I noticed a few sitting out here, uh, MVP awards from uh, the first two years for the team there. So that's, uh, that's quite a good achievement, quite a nice memory for yourself as well. Um, so in general, what are some of your, the fondest things you took away from your time with uh, playing with the Barons? Well, our coach was Don Boom Gravit, whom many of you would probably know. Don was a very strict disciplinarian. He stressed skating. And he said, John, the goaltender should be the best skater on the team. And I remember many hours of skating drills without facing any shots. And I hated it, but he became a good skater. And if you're a good skater, you're going to be a better goaltender. But Don was also quite a uh, joker. And he would take great delight in, in telling this story time and time again, where he'd say, Chantry was the only 
goaltender that I'd ever knew that you'd give him a set of pads in October and he'd return them in April and there wouldn't be a mark on them and then he would laugh like hell. Yeah, he said his booming laugh you could hear from here to Durham. Well, that's a fun memory. And of course, uh, his uh, wife, Mary, was just uh, in the news recently because uh, both uh, Don and Mary, uh, or Boom and Mary, uh, contributed so much to Hanover Minor Hockey. And uh, she's uh, moving to the Godrich area to be closer to her son. And uh, I know a lot of people are really thankful for the time they committed to uh, the Hanover Minor Hockey. I, I know as a youngster, uh, when I played Hanover Minor Hockey, uh, they were very familiar faces. They seemed to live at that uh, Hanover Coliseum. Uh, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, John Chantry, first goaltender for the Hanover Barons. And this has been another segment of Barons Blast from the Past. Thanks for talking to us, John. Thank you. My pleasure. And this is Blue Water Radio, 91.3 FM. That interview with John Chantry was the first time I had heard of Frank Davis, who indeed played for the Hanover Barons as a 15-year-old. Uh, from there, he went on and played Junior B with uh, Collingwood and was drafted by the Oshawa Generals, where they had an outstanding lineup there with Rick Middleton and quite a few other uh, outstanding future NHLers and pro players. Uh, from Oshawa, he was traded to the Kitchener Rangers, and after his uh, OHL career, he then went on to play university hockey uh, with the U of T Varsity Blues, University of Toronto. Uh, he was a strong student, so it was a good fit that way. And uh, that U of T Varsity Blues team uh, was quite a powerful Canadian university team. As such, uh, they won several uh, national titles. And a lot of the top uh, NCAA American college programs uh, wanted to see how they stacked up against them too. So they uh, played uh, quite a few exhibition games every year against some really quality opponents. Um, and interestingly, they also did a tour of China and Japan during his time at U of T also. So I should just mention that like Frank went on, uh, became quite a success in law and business and uh, had a really interesting career. I, I started researching after that interview with John Chantry and then uh, finished that off this spring uh, as, as we were in lockdown, created a little bit more time. So I uh, finished off my research and I did write an article, uh, Hanover Homegrown Hockey Profile, Frank Davis, a success on and off the ice. So if you want to read more of those details on Frank Davis's hockey career, uh, Hanover homegrown guy, as we mentioned, uh, you can just Google Frank Davis and uh, Hanover Post, and uh, that article's online for you to read. Another uh, interesting hockey career that got referenced in that interview with John Chantry was uh, Dennis Neely. Um, so uh, I believe he was Paisley born and uh, may have lived in Walkerton or may still live in Walkerton, actually. Uh, he went on to play junior A hockey with the Guelph CMCs and they won uh, the 1972 uh, Centennial Cup, which is a Canadian junior A championship. So that's quite a, a prodigious uh a uh, feather in the cap of his hockey career there. Uh, that was a stacked lineup too. Uh, John Von Boxmere, uh, Doug Riseborough, who both went on to uh, respectable NHL careers. Bill McCreary was part of that lineup, who is in the Hockey Hall of Fame as an official. Uh, Daryl Sittler's brother, Gary, was on that lineup. Uh, 
And kind of uh, a tragic side story is one of their uh, best players was Paul Fendley, who actually uh, took a head injury during the deciding game of that Centennial Cup and ended up passing away. So it was a bittersweet uh, victory for them in that they they had a great moment as a team winning that championship, but then uh, lost one of their teammates. So uh, that's a, a kind of a sad folklore attached to all that. If you go to the Sleeman Center, I know they have a large pa- plaque dedicated to uh, Paul Fenley hanging up in the concourse there. So uh, if you're at your next... Guelph Storm game, uh, you might notice that as you're walking around. Um, after the Guelph CMCs, it was mentioned there that he played with the WHA World Hockey Association Edmonton Oilers. He did indeed uh, attend training camp with them in both September of 1973 and September of 1974. An interesting detail about that was uh, the 1974 camp also had a 45-year-old Jacques Plante, the legendary goaltender, was uh, extending his career. He'd actually been coaching in Quebec the previous year and was returning as a player. And uh, Dennis Neely didn't catch on with the Oilers. Uh, I did see a mention that he was to be in the lineup against the the Vancouver Blazers in a preseason game. Um, But he ended up playing pro in the 1973 season with uh, Winston-Salem. Uh, polar twins so yeah Dennis Neely uh, another product from the Barons who had an interesting career from that uh, original team Um, another hockey player that was mentioned uh, in the interview was uh, the Chinnick brothers Uh, and Rick Chinnick uh, did go on to uh, play for the Peterborough Peets and then had two stints not with the St. Louis Blues but with the Minnesota North Stars Um, And that leads us to uh, the next segment here is uh, from the Clark guys. And the headline here says uh, Chinook top shot for the Kings. And this is referencing uh, from an article March 31st of 1971. It's a Windsor Star article. I placed these on our Twitter account at HockeyTalk913. So you can uh, get the whole article there and read it at your leisure if you want to pick up more details. So this was an OHA uh, semifinal between the Hanover Barons and the Dresden Kings. And uh, yeah, Rick Chanick did have a hat-trick there against our uh, John Chantry, who did did make 28 saves. Uh, the Barons came out on the, the short end of this game. It was a 9-3 result. Uh, Dave Heron and... Uh, Mal McKenzie were two of the goal scorers for the Hanover Barons. And uh, if you want to read on for more details to find out who the other Barons scorer was or uh, who got the five-minute major for getting into a Donnybrook, you can uh, look that up on our uh, Twitter account, at HockeyTalk913. So there you have it. A lot of uh, sort of interesting side details uh, springing out of that interview with John Chantry. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Next up... We have an interview with Harold Fleet. This is Andy Clark, bringing you another segment of Barron's Blast from the Past. So far, we've talked to people mostly from the 1990s, but here we go back a little further. We're talking to Harold Fleet. How are you doing, Harold? I'm great, thanks, Andy. Now... Your lovely wife, Heather, was teasing us that we must be going back to the 1950s, but I don't think that's exactly the case. Uh, we're going back to the 70s, uh, late 60s, Andy. Uh, yeah, around 1970 to about 1973. Uh, 69 to 70, 71, 72 in there, yes. So. 
69-73. All right, so uh, who, were, who was your uh, coach back then and who were some of your teammates? Uh, Jerry Horan was a head coach. Uh, I played with uh, Paul Lawn, whose son later, Joe, went on to play with the Barons. Uh, played with guys like Jimmy Curtis, who was a goalie, uh, Grant Lipsky, uh, Dave Schellenberger. Um, they're all local guys. Uh, Bruce Hammer, uh, Newstead boy. So um, just different guys. Uh, Murray Launce, another Newstead guy. So anyways, uh, Bob Becker, uh, another Hanover guy. So Newstead. So anyways, it was a lot of local uh players, local area guys playing, so. They uh, are a little more local than they are nowadays. They come from a little far, farther afield. Yeah, they do. It seems like we had more homebrew, more local guys playing. I'm just looking at this old program. There's at least a half dozen guys that are Hanver boys, so, uh, which was great. You know, it seemed to draw more people, I think, so. Speaking of that program, uh, we're going to post that online on Twitter and probably on Facebook, so you can check that out because uh, it's kind of fun to look back at the 1972-73 uh, hairstyles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, in that program, we also noticed the schedule, which we're also going to post online because back then the Barons played from uh, quite a, a huge geographical area against some pretty big areas. Yeah, our most local team was Listowel. Uh, they had a junior C team at the time, but we traveled like to Kitchener, Caledonia, Simcoe, Woodstock, St. Thomas, Paris. Uh, there's a lot of late nights, a lot of travel involved back in those times. I'm sure it was an expense to the club. Yeah, that would have been a lot of uh, tough winter drives getting to all those different locations. Uh, there's tough winters back in the 70s, yes. And certainly, yeah, and playing some big centers like Kitchener like that. Well, yeah, Kitchener was a big center, played the odd. Uh, um, Woodstock, uh, no, it was actually New Hamburg, had the exact same arena as our old Coliseum, so it was just like playing in our home arena. So ex exactly, they copied off of Hanover for their uh, arena in uh, uh, New Hamburg. So anyways, it was great. So those uh, teams you were playing, uh, were there any uh, notable players that you played against at that time? Well, actually, uh, in Caledonia, player by the name of Don Edwards. He's a goaltender. He went on to play with the Buffalo Sabres uh, later on in his careers. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie Edwards was a pretty good goaltender in his time. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, how's the equipment changed uh, since, or what kind of equipment did you guys wear back then? Well, I think it's a lot safer game. Uh, of course, we didn't wear masks. Uh, sticks are a lot better than the old wooden sticks. We bought local sticks built in Durham, Ontario. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a lot safer game. Uh, as far as your pants and gloves go, they're quite similar, but I think with the masks and the helmets, it's a lot safer game. So you guys weren't wearing face masks. Was everyone wearing a helmet at that time? Uh, yeah, we were. We all had helmets, yes. So. Now, uh, when I was getting prepared for this interview, I actually came across something really interesting online that I wanted to ask you about. It was from an old 1973 Toronto Star, and it was actually right above uh, the, the ad for the Super Bowl between Washington and Miami. They had the lineups posted in the Toronto Star, and right above that was an article that, that says, St. Thomas fans fight players. Hanover coach pulls out team. And uh, according to the details in the article, it says that uh, there had been a bit of a brouhaha on the ice in the second period, and the fans started swarming your bench a little bit and started up again in the third period. So the ref sent you guys to the uh, dressing room, 
And then on the way to the dressing room, apparently there was a lot of uh, nasty stuff went on. So your coach said, that's it, game's over. So what do you remember from that night? Oh, well, that's just good old hockey. Yeah, there was a bit of a brawl. Uh, I remember getting on the bus and we had a bit of a problem getting the bus out of the parking lot. But anyways, that's just 70s hockey. I, I, you know, my brother played in the in the 80s, and I still remember some incidents like that happening in some uh, local rinks. I, I don't miss that part of hockey. <laughs> well, it was part of the game then. Uh, I really sort of do miss it, but anyways, I'm not sure if there's more injuries or less injuries, but it really uh, made the fans uh, get into the game, let's put it that way. No shortage of excitement. All right, uh, and I want to ask you, uh, do you have a favorite memory or outstanding achievement from your time with the Barons? I guess it was my rookie year. I was uh, picked as best homebrew. I uh, didn't get a lot of ice time, but uh, it was you know an honor to be the best homebrew uh, from Hanover, so it was an honor, yes. Certainly when you had a lot of local players, that makes it an even more prestigious award. Well, there you go, folks. There is our Baron Blast from the Past with Harold Fleet, and you're listening to Blue Water Radio on 91.3 FM on your dial. We recorded that interview in uh, the kitchen of uh, Harold and Heather Fleet. Of course, Harold and Heather uh, continue to be big boosters for the Barons, uh, frequently can be seen there cheering on the home team. And uh, many of you know uh, Harold is also a town councillor now in Hanover. Uh, since that interview, that's an endeavour he took on, was municipal politics. I uh, mentioned Don Edwards as one of his opponents in there. And uh, many of us remember Don Edwards as a Buffalo Sabres goalie. But he uh, did have a stint with the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, the, the Flames also. Uh, we will uh, post on our Twitter feed at HockeyTalk913. The schedule uh, that we referenced in the interview, because it's quite interesting to see that the closest opponent that they played that year was Listwell. And the other thing is uh, most of those teams on their schedule, St. Thomas, New Hamburg, Kitchener, Listwell, most of those teams, uh, Caledonia, most of those teams are now uh, junior B teams. So it was quite a, a heavy lineup that they faced uh, and played that year. And we'll also post uh, that 72-73 Barons uh, roster because it has the pictures, uh, black and white. And, uh, yeah, the the styles and the haircuts are, are quite fun to look back on and see. And uh, you can check out the names like uh, like uh, Paul Lawn and, and some of those other players there, Murray Launce and, and so forth. Uh so yeah, I really enjoyed that interview uh, with uh, with uh, Harold. And uh, next up is uh, we have someone who uh, led the Western Junior C League in scoring and won a provincial uh, Junior C championship with uh, with the Barons and uh, played with quite a few good players himself. And uh, next up is Keith McMillan. This is Andy Clark, bringing you another segment of Barron's Blast from the Past on Blue Water Radio 91.3 FM. Today we're talking to Keith McMillan. How are you doing, Keith? Great. Thanks for having me. All right, Keith. Uh, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about when you played and uh, who you played with. I started back with the Barons in 1991 and played for four years. Played with a lot of local people from around the area. Joel Lawn, one who lives in the area. Andy Blackburn. 
my first year was with Kevin Pollock, who's an official in the NHL. Another notable was Jordan Willis, who played a little bit in the NHL, a couple games, but I played with him that year as well. Cool. And uh, that team has a fairly uh, notable achievement. Yeah, we won the All Ontario my first year in 1991, so that was the Smaltz Cup. I believe last year was the 25-year anniversary for that team. A provincial championship for Junior C. That is quite a notable achievement. Uh, what are some of your uh, favorite memories from your days playing with the Barons? Obviously, that year is probably the biggest memory of being able to have that championship. I think it's the only team in Western Ontario that's won that championship. Two years later, we went to the finals again. We lost that year, but that's another great memory. And more importantly, just the friendships I made over those four years. Cool. And uh, what are some of your, uh, your most favorite individual achievements from your playing days with the Barons? Uh, my third year, I won the scoring title. I believe it was probably the last weekend I racked up quite a few points against Brussels in two games and managed to beat a good friend of mine, Jeff Ron, by just a few points in the end. And uh, you mentioned uh, Jeff Ron there. Uh, a bunch of you players from those Barons days uh, played for the Thundercats. Now, there's a significant number of us went to the Thundercats. Uh, I would say probably five or six off my Barons team. I met up with another seven or eight that played for the Patriots. So we all joined up and played for Thundercats for quite a long time. And of course, uh, you're still playing for the Thundercats. You're pretty much the Yermir Jaeger of uh, the, the senior hockey around here. Yeah, I can't seem to let it go. I uh, thought about retiring quite a few times, and then my brother came back, and I wanted to play hockey with him and never got that chance. And seven or eight years later, we're still playing together and still having fun. Uh, speaking of your brother, uh, playing for the Barons uh, was a bit of a family thing for you, uh, for the McMillans. Yeah, my older brother actually played before I did for one year, and then I played for four, and my younger brother ended up playing for one before he went off to his semi-pro career. Yes, uh, Jeff had a pretty successful career as well. Um, what are you up to other than playing for the Durham Thundercats? Uh, what are you up to these days? Uh, my job takes most of my time teaching over at the high school. I do some coaching with them. Other than that, I just try to stay active, doing lots of different things, personal workouts, power skating lessons, hockey camps in the summer, whatever I can to keep active. Yeah, you and Jeff uh, still run the McMillan Hockey School uh, that runs out of Aiton every summer? Yes, we do in July. We do a, a week every summer. Jason Howes also helps us out, so we get lots of kids out there every year, and it's a good time. Uh, one final thing before we wrap up here. Uh, who were your coaches uh, when you won the provincial championship? It was a weird year that year. Actually, Doug Kennedy was the one that picked our team, and he got sick shortly after it, so they brought back Jim Ace Nixon, who ended up coaching the team to the championship, although he didn't pick the team. Ah, so there was a coaching change, yet you still won. Well, thanks for talking to us, Keith, and there you have it. Keith McMillan with a Barons blast from the past. We joked around in that interview that Mac, as uh, many people affectionately know him, that uh, Keith McMillan is the Yermer Jaeger of uh, WOAA Senior Hockey. And uh, true enough, uh, up to their most recent season of 2019-2020, he uh, still appeared in three games. I believe uh, he was more involved as a coach and then uh, filled in kind of on an emergency basis as comes up in the Western Ontario uh, senior, <laughs> senior League sometimes. 
People have work commitments and things like that. Um, but 2018, 2019, he appeared in five games and had two assists. So, yeah, at the age of, uh, I guess he would have been 46, 47 in that most recent season, uh, still lacing them up and playing the game at a high level. Very good hockey player, very skilled. Um, I uh, actually, way back in the day, uh, Keith and I are both uh, 72 uh, year born players, and I remember playing Bantam against him. And whenever Hanover uh, Bantams showed up in uh, Durham those days, uh, tended to have a pretty enthusiastic crowd, a pretty loud crowd, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, just saying how savvy he was as a hockey player, uh, I remember. Uh, Going out, he was a defenseman, so as he was playing the point, uh, I was playing, I was a right winger, and uh, one of my assets was uh, being able to put pressure on the puck and, you know, get some body contact going there, and my first time out, kind of revved up by the crowd, I went out pretty enthusiastically, and uh, I think he gave me the old head fake where he uh, dodged uh, one way and then ended up going the other, got me leaning one way, and he went around me on the other way, kind of made me look uh, not so great. Next time out, I was still pretty enthusiastic and uh, even more determined to try and get a good body check on him. And uh, sure enough, he gave me the low bridge, so I had a bit of a yard sale and had to pick up my equipment and uh, didn't look so great on that one. And the third time out, you know, finally I'm thinking I'm catching on. I go out there a little more cautiously, a little bit more back on my heels. And of course, that's the time he decides to uh, step into me and uh, ends up putting me on my uh, my rear end. So yeah, kind of a smart, savvy hockey player. We actually uh, played high school football together too. And uh, I remember as our uh, starting quarterback went down to injury, that's uh, who uh, Coach Jack Davis uh, tapped him on the shoulder to, uh, to jump in there and play quarterback on a fill-in basis. So I kind of, I, I was kind of hoping maybe I'd get the call, but coach put me. Uh, uh, I played linebacker, and I was hoping to maybe fill in there too. But he decided I was better suited to uh, being a guard on the offensive line. So there you go. So yeah, Keith McMillan, and uh, he and our next interviewee um, have a lot in common. They're both uh, teachers at John Diefenbaker Secondary School. They uh, both played for the Barons and then had long stints with the Durham Thundercats. Uh, they both had brothers uh, that played for the for the Hanover Barons also. Uh, Keith Mack had an older brother, and his younger brother Jeff obviously uh, played for the Barons. And uh, Jace, uh, the next guy coming up had an older brother, uh, also played for the Barons before him. Both of them uh, won scoring championships uh, for the Western Ontario League uh, when they were with the Barons. So, uh, yeah, these guys have an awful lot in common and uh that leads us into our uh, next uh, interview is with jason howes this is andy clark with another segment of baron's blast from the past on on blue water radio 91.3 on your dial with us here today is Jason Howes. How are you doing, Jason? Great. Thanks for having me, Andy. Hey, Jason, uh, when did you play for the Barons? Uh, it's been a few years now, but I think it was around 1993 to 98 or 99. And uh, who were the coaches and staff at that time? When I first arrived, it was Jim Nixon. He says he was uh, fondly known. Uh, Andy Grant was there for a couple of years as well, and then I think uh, Ace Nixon came back near the end of my career as well. Yeah, they often recycle coaches in the in the junior C ranks. There was quite a few uh, notable players uh, during your time with the Barons. Who are, who are some of the standout players that uh, come to mind? 
Well, some of the guys that went on to play some pro hockey, Jeff McMillan, a friend of mine from Durham, uh, he only played one year as a 16-year-old and went on to play for the Oshawa Generals and, and played uh, pro hockey in the States and got a few games with the Dallas Stars. Chad Woolard, again, same situation, 16-year-old kid, uh, played one year with us and went on to play a lot of pro hockey in the States. Um, a lot of a lot of players that I remember over the years for, for different reasons, but guys I still play hockey with today like Keith McMillan, uh, Jeremy Franks, uh, even some opponents like Jeff Ron from the Mount Forest Patriots that I played with for years in the, the Durham Thundercats. Uh, it's just nice to, to have that connection with all those players over the years. Yeah, and, and uh, previously uh, I think you mentioned a couple other names like Kevin Suter and uh, Mike Bajerny. Kevin Suter uh, was my captain when I first arrived at the at the Barons. I really looked up to him for a lot of years and then I got to play with him in Durham for a number of years. Um, yeah, Mike Bajerny was an interesting character over the years. Uh, he went and played some hockey in Quebec in a, in a tough league and was a, a tough player, but a, a really nice guy. Yes, I believe uh, there's actually a documentary that his brother uh, David made on that topic. Yeah, the uh, the Chiefs or something like that, I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, now, when you think back on your uh, days with the Barons, what are some of the, the best memories that pop out at you? <clears throat> Well, one of the first memories when I when I got called up as a 16-year-old, uh, I AP'd in Game 5 and Game 6 of the All-Ontario Finals. Uh, I hadn't played for about a month or two. Our midget team in Hanover was not that strong, and we got put out early, and I got the call. Uh, surprisingly, playing those games. We ended up losing to Napanee in the Finals, but uh, a lot of memories and uh, something I'll never forget. Definitely something very cool for a 16-year-old to experience. Uh, you weren't the f oh. And I need to ask you, uh, personal achievements, what's your, what's your proudest personal achievements as a Hanover Baron? Well, personally, I, I did win the scoring title one year, um, and I had a 10-point game in the closing weekend to kind of seal that up. And um, I was pretty proud of that after a couple of years in the league, and I think I was a pretty consistent player year in, year out, and something I'm proud of. And uh, you weren't the first house to uh, wear the, the Baron's red jersey. No, my brother Jamie played a couple years before me uh, with Coach Ace Nixon again. Uh, he played one year and then moved off to school in Ottawa, and that was the end of his uh, Hanover career. And uh, you're still in the Hanover area and still very involved in coaching? Yeah, I've got a set of twins that play hockey, and I, I'm coaching both of their teams at the moment, an Ovis rep team and an Ovis local league team. I've coached for uh, the high school at John Diefenbaker, where I work, uh, a boys hockey team. And recently, I've done a little spring hockey with a quick feet program out of Walkerton and, and really enjoyed it. So still really involved in the game. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for being on, Jason. Uh, no problem. And there you have it. Another episode of Baron Blast from the Past with Jason House. You're listening to Blue Water Radio, 91.3 FM on your dial. Jim Ace Nixon was someone that Jason Howes and Keith McMillan both referenced in their interviews. Uh, of course, he was a very important part of Hanover Barons history, uh, coaching them in more than one stint and leading them to the Schmaltz Cup, the Junior C Provincial Championship uh, back in 91. Jim Ace Nixon was a, a pretty stand, outstanding hockey player himself, uh, starting out playing uh, Junior B with the Owen Sound Grays. Uh, for one year, they were the Owen Sound Meteors. 
And uh, from there, he went on, played uh, intermediate and senior hockey with the Durham Huskies, Meaford Knights, Collingwood Shipbuilders. So a uh, pretty successful hockey player, uh, successful coach. And uh, Jim Ace Nixon did uh, pass away this year at the age of 90, uh, fondly remembered by quite a few people, uh, both inside hockey and out. Uh, Jim Nixon, an uh, uh, important part of uh, Durham and uh, surrounding communities. Uh, someone else uh, that was mentioned uh, in Keith McMillan's interview uh, was uh, Kevin Pollock, who's actually still very active in the game today uh, as a referee. And uh, he also mentioned Jordan Willis, uh, goaltender. And both Kevin Pollock and Jordan Willis were a part of a, a little influx of talent to the Hanover Barons uh, that came from King Carden and uh, helped lead the team to that Schmaltz Cup Provincial Championship. Um, someone uh, that played with both uh, Mac and uh, Howes was uh, Kevin Sutter, who I didn't realize uh, until just recently, but he also uh, he played with the Owen Sound Greys and uh, played one game with uh, the Owen Sound Attack. I didn't realize he had had a little stint in the OHL. That was around the same time that uh, Hanover's Ray Edwards uh, was playing with the Owen Sound Attack, and uh, that would be like Kurt Maltby, Todd Lushko era Owen Sound Attack. So yeah, Kevin Suter was an important uh, member of those teams too. Uh, some other names that I mentioned there by Howes uh, were uh, Jeff McMillan, Keith's younger brother, who had a long pro career both in Europe and uh, in the American Hockey League with the Utah Grizzlies, and uh, ultimately uh, was with the Dallas Stars for a while. It got a few games in at the NHL level. Um, there's actually a number of players uh, sort of close together in years that were drafted in the OHL. Uh, Chad Willard was one of them who... Uh, was drafted by the Sioux Greyhounds and uh, had a pretty good OHL career and then played a long time uh, pro career, including some games in the American Hockey League. And uh, Neil Simpson was also drafted by the Sioux Greyhounds. Uh, Joel Lawn, drafted by the Owen Sound. Uh, it may have been the attack by then or it might have been the Platers. So yeah, that was a time when Junior C players was not uncommon for the standouts to uh, show up in that OHL priority selection. So... Uh, Hope you enjoyed uh, those conversations uh, with uh, the Barons Blast from the past. If uh, if you want to give us some feedback, you can send emails to uh, hockeytalk913 at whiteman.ca. Or if you just have, uh, if you want to give us some feedback or if you want to give us some suggestions for uh, people you'd like us to interview or uh, have chats with. Um, also, uh, the other thing to keep in mind is that our podcast it's uh, more widely available now you can uh, get it on spotify or google podcasts iHeartRadio, apple podcasts tuned in and uh, continues to be on Castbox. so yeah if you're looking to uh, listen to something while you're on the treadmill or walking the dog or just uh, whatever's going on there it's a good chance to uh, chat hockey which brings me around to uh, wrap up our episode here our baron's blast from the past theme episode um you know be safe folks uh, over this holiday season i know the world's a bit upside down but uh we really encourage you to take care of yourself and, you know, take care of others, too, so that we can uh, maybe get back to playing some hockey soon and uh, get back to talking hockey even more. So all the best, folks, and you've been listening to Hockey Talk. <laughs>